Welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Brita Wallace, and I am so happy that you are tuning in. So make sure that you go ahead and follow the podcast so that you can stay tuned for uh, new episodes, especially with expert guest speakers. I have quite the lineup building, so you definitely want to stay tuned for that. Speaking of which, we have an amazing guest today, uh, Kat Serrano. Kat is a Filipino woman spiritual soul, loving mother of three boys. I am a soon to be mom of three boys as well. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, She is a wife and the creative mind behind the short film, A Passage to Hope and the children's books. Help me pronounce this cat. Sure. Kalayaan. Kalayaan. Okay. Okay. I'm going (laughs) to let her tell you about that. (laughs) Filipino (laughs) heroines of World War II. As a filmmaker and author, Kat is passionate about telling stories that inspire and empower people. Uh, Her art has been fueled by her experience as a woman, spirituality, motherhood, and her desire to inspire and empower others. She helps to explore themes of personal growth and positivity in her projects. Through it all, she hopes to spread joy and encouragement to all who need it. So without further ado, let's welcome Kat to the show. Hi, Kat. Hi, thank you so much for having me again. Yes, I'm so yes, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for being here today. And I know that I um condensed down a lot of what you do and (laughs) where you've been and what you've been through and uh, your bio, if you will. But I really thought that it would be best for you to tell the audience more about you and your story. So can you share that with our listeners? Sure. So I am a mom of three. So I had my oldest, my youngest when I was, by the time I was 28. So three kids by the time I was 28, the time where you're supposed to be figuring yourself out, I was taking care of babies. So um, I think then in my thirties was when I started to really take care of myself that's when I realized that I had to come back home to me um and that's when the healing journey started the three boys my three boys they're actors and um modeling and now they're in a band so I was a momager to me for a while and then Mm -hmm. um yeah now it's my turn I feel yeah (laughs) my youngest is 12. Aw, that's a good age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're fun. Yeah. How old like are that. you? So I have a six-year-old, a three-year-old. He'll be four in July, and then I am having a baby next month. So I know yeah. that's exciting. <laughs> that is so exciting. And another boy, you yeah. said. Another boy. Yep, and then we're done for sure. <laughs> that's what I said when I had my third boy. <laughs> I was like, all right. <sighs> We're done after this. I have a cousin who just had four boys. Well, obviously not just. She just had her fourth boy. (laughs) That's what I meant to say. Last (laughs) July. Mm -hmm. And she has wanted a girl for a long time. And I'm just like, you get what you get, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. no. Three's good. Like, I'm pushing 38. I'll be 38 in May, a month after this baby is born. So... I am definitely feeling that this pregnancy and I am done. So <laughs> we had kids in our thirties. Um, and, but I'm like, nope, I'm done. There's a reason why they call this advanced maternal age. 
(laughs) (laughs) And that's not to say like shame or or anything for people who have kids later or, you know, choose to do that or can't have kids. That wasn't, I didn't mean that insensitively at all. I just mean for me and my body, I can definitely tell why they say that and I can feel that. So um you said that because it's um judgment free zone right you know how mom it was yeah very very judgy so i i uh i agree with you on that like it's just a i feel like motherhood is a personal journey right there's no and some moms have kids at like 48 and rocket my son's best friend um he's so cute he's this little redhead and his mom just had her fourth baby and she is 48 and she you know they planned this this is and she just rocks motherhood later in life and i just feel like that's not my journey and that's okay like i don't i like (laughs) commend her and like holy moly like how yeah that's awesome like i can't imagine right like that's awesome that's her journey and it's different so and everybody's journey is different we all have different journeys and preferences and that's what yeah. make us, makes us unique and beautiful, right? In our own way. So yes, definitely. Yeah. So, um, so what other projects? Tell us more about, tell the audience more about your projects. Cause you have a lot of things that you have done, right? Kat? I mean, you have told us about your kids and, and managing them and what they do. Um, but what have you done now that it's your time to kind of shine in your life? <laughs> well, my recent project is my, the book that I, the children's book that I just wrote called Galayaan, which is about Filipino heroines who fought in World War II. Wow. It was a dedication to my younger self. I, there wasn't a lot of representation for me growing up. So I wish I had these stories of these women because they're bad. Can I say ass? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. They're badass. And I feel like it's important for us to know where we come from. You know, you can't, you know, no, there's this saying like no history, no self. So I Mm -hmm. believe that, you know, for our little ones, for the girls and boys growing up, I want them to know that this is in their bloodline you know and and for everyone to know that you know filipino women have been fighting alongside for their country too you know yeah yeah and honestly unless we were having this conversation i wouldn't have ever known that and i interesting that you were saying that you know like this is history we should know this right and i just so i'm going to i'm in grad school for counseling degree specifically for marriage and family therapy. And I say that because I just had to take a class this past semester um, called multicultural counseling. So we had to learn about all different cultures um, and we had to do an immersion project where we were, you know, we had to go, well, first we had to study our own background. And for me, I was like, this is going to be so boring, right? Like I'm a white woman like this is like what do I put like and then she specifically said in the instructions you cannot put like that you are white if you are white you have to actually study your heritage and figure out where you come from so however you do that I don't care but it really taught me a lot about you know 
my heritage is, you know, a lot of European and, and, and German and, and some of that I associate with when I was looking into it, like, oh, this is not very good. But, you know, specifically for my ancestors, they didn't have those same experiences that are associated with negativity. But then it was, it opened my eyes to things, you know, growing up in like a rural community um, and, and what the the exposure and non-exposure to other races was growing up not that I don't have that diversity now I do you know what I mean but it's really cool to be able to study you know that about myself and then we had to do an immersion project and the whole class we studied about other cultures and heritage and backgrounds Um, but it was really cool to be able to like go into an environment with another culture and really learn about their culture and history because I don't think people really think about doing that on a regular basis no matter what culture or background you're from and I think it's really really important that we get to know each other for understanding you know so that conversations can be had that need to be had and um a lot of the biases that we associate with certain things in ourselves can be eliminated and and we can start to move in a different direction you know a better yeah absolutely so there's like no mention of who we were in in um who we were combating in war there's no mention of that children are very impressionable and i didn't want to start any hate right so um you said really valuable um i love that class that they made you go back in history because even though you said like um you know your background some of it is a little painful because of the pain you've caused on other people but this isn't for that um it's more to empower philippine filipinas and also to have those conversations um ironically enough in my building i was doing a book reading and there was this japanese woman who saw my book and she came over and she was like distraught she was like starting she she was like she wanted to cry and I I came to her and I was I wanted to talk to her about it because it it wasn't for that and I it that's when it hit me like this could possibly really stir some people up and it's like and it's only you I want us to understand like you said you go you learn about your history so you can do better right? right there's no shame in what happened you aren't your ancestors you learn from that right Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't change what happened a hundred, 200 years ago that, you know, I wasn't then around that, but I can do something about that now in my own life and to teach my children and to give them a multicultural perspective. And that's the beauty of that. Yeah. My grandfather's actually German and he, um, he, we, he used to have family in Sebring, Ohio, and they never saw a Filipino before. So that was actually hilarious. They were like, it was so funny, but yeah, like it's, it's interesting to see how, um, how it's being taken, I guess, how, how people are welcoming the book and feeling about it. So that's my current journey. I think it's more to just educate and promote peace. You know, I have three boys that I want to leave in a better world. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Um, so your book is all about the women who were in world war ii that's amazing um so 
what can moms expect to get from the book from reading from reading it why should moms like go buy this book right now I want to buy it for sure (laughs) (laughs) so the book it's universal I feel Mm -hmm. like at the end of each uh at the end of the uh each page I just I give the woman an adjective describing Mm -hmm. them as innovative or um fearless or fierce or whatever it is and it's almost like a reflection of the reader yeah. So that reader can see themselves and and in this woman or not even and just know that they can have this possibility within themselves too. Right. Yeah. As like a, an encouragement and positive note before they leave uh read the story. And then at the end there's a little surprise where you know, um I used to be a life coach so affirmations are very big for me. Absolutely. At the end you get to write your own with your son or daughter and they get mm-hmm. to either print a picture or draw a picture of themselves. So they will be the 10th person in the book. There's nine women that I wrote about. The 10th person will be whoever the reader is. That is really awesome. I love (laughs) that. I just love the inspiration and positivity, like you said. And I mean, everybody's going to take things differently. You're going to have those people that, you know, look back when I was first, like I was saying, when I was first researching, I was like, oh, but then as I got to study like my own ancestors, I was like, okay, this is a little better. But I wouldn't have made it into like this negative thing. It was, it was research for me. And it was like a good, it was a good thing to learn. This is research and education. And this is to move forward in a positive direction. Right. So, but you're going to always have those people that are like, oh, you know, take things in a totally different way. Um, And that's okay. I mean, it's perspective. Everybody's perspective is different. Yeah. Uh, and I have to be okay with that. I definitely felt yeah. bad. I left her my number. I was like, if you want to talk about it, we could talk about it. Cause I, I'm an empath. So I, I felt right. terrible. I know, me too. and I was just like, okay. I'm like, well, I'm like, listen, it's just to empower us not to yeah. take anything away from you guys or to bash you, you know, but right. I think I'll, I'll run into yeah. her again and I'll maybe give her a hug or something. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that'll be nice. <laughs> um, So on your mama journey, how did you apply this creativity? Because obviously you're very, very creative um, and innovative. Um, How did you apply that to your motherhood? Man, that whatever I wanted, I guess I was result driven, right? So what did I want from my child? (laughs) And then let me work backwards on how I can get that done, right? So um, and I like to have fun with them. Yeah. So I'm just trying to, I guess, yeah, I was just result driven with them and I just tried to make it fun for them along the way. Um, I remember, and using stuff from my own childhood, like I remember right once in school, I was like blindfolded and trying different fruits and stuff. So that's how I got them to eat fruits and, you know, just trying oh, to find, cool. find fun ways that they can um, do things that they don't like. They they didn't really want fruit or veggies. So just trying to make making everything a game. Yeah, yeah. Making a game and and um, bringing fun and that's connecting with your kids too, which is so very important. Um, and as it's, frustrating. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. <laughs> as frustrating as it could be, sometimes it's really giving them 
the freedom to speak and share what's on their mind. So, yeah. you know, it's, it may be a 15 minute conversation that could have taken two minutes. Right. I, you know, would sit there and bear it and be like, okay, I'm like, come <laughs> on, get it out. But um, so, you know, now I, as with them being teenagers, it, that helped a lot because yeah. at a time where teenagers normally don't speak, I mean, I still get the yeah, no answers, but when it comes down to something really deep, they'll, we'll have these good conversations about things. Yeah. And that's good because you instilled that, um, in them when they were young and if you don't do that especially for boys it's i'm not saying that if you have teenagers or you know older childhood kids approaching preteen or teen years that that can't be fixed it's i think it's yeah. an i think it's i don't want to say an easy i mean i do think it's an easy fix that takes work <laughs> it's yes. simple no, yeah. like you can fix this by building by starting that connection piece now it's not too late it's never too late to build that connection never with your kids and open and open up those doors but it's so much easier and you plant those seeds if you do it when your kids are young and you build that connection especially with boys because as boys get older they talk less and less and they're not so super open about things so but if you instill that in them as a young little gentleman then that is something that they always know so yeah. even though they go through that phase, like you're saying, like where you get like, no, yes, you know, those answers when it means, when it matters and, it, and it's meaningful to them, they're like, hey, mom, <laughs> I and need then, to. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say also, um, you know, as you know, having three kids, they're three completely different people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So there's no like one size fits all with raising children either. It's really like. I had to pay attention to each of them and then see and get to know each of them and then treat them accordingly because yeah. they were polar opposites. My first was like real quiet and the older one. So I'm like, oh, teenage years is going to be easy. And then my middle comes and I'm like, oh no, it's not that easy, you know? <laughs> and then my youngest is preteen and I'm like, okay, I think he's probably in the middle. So you just have to kind of like, I guess, I don't know, trial and error. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. My oldest is, um, he has ADHD and high anxiety and, and some special needs, extremely intelligent, um, which the doctor that evaluated him said, you know, with kids that are highly intelligent, like they're, they test their IQ, you know, when they go mm -hmm. through these testing, often kids that are highly intelligent have high anxiety. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> I yeah. never even knew that. Um, but very, can be very challenging, can be very, uh, he, you know, it's the 15 minute conversation that we could have had in two minutes. The other one, you can't get to talk. Um, he's, he's three. I mean, he will talk, but he's just very, very quiet. Like it's like pulling <laughs> teeth, like Oliver, like, you know, <laughs> use your words. You have to say what you want. Cause he'll just get frustrated um yeah. and he can talk he talks very very well he's also very smart I mean I don't we, we didn't test his IQ so I don't know if he's like above average like his brother I think he's probably more developmentally you know <laughs> average but um still you know like he can speak he just a lot of times is like nope I'm just choosing to be quiet I don't want to talk so we'll see who this guy is but you're right they're all different and you have to know your kids to be able to parent them appropriately that doesn't mean that 
you know, each one of them has different rules or boundaries, like those things can be the same and you can have those values, you know, in your home, but each kid shouldn't be treated exactly the same because they're going to all be reached in a different way. Us as people, as learners, you know, we're all taught, like we all learn in a different way um, and we should be taught in a different way. Absolutely. Um, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> although that doesn't happen often, you know, in schools and stuff, but that's a conversation. I yeah, <laughs> I can actually go in on that one too, but another time. Um, yeah. I, one thing I was going to say that helped me too was I used to do these things called special days oh. where I would take each kid out one by one. Yeah. So that was actually that. really helpful. We would spend the whole day and then they would feel like, you know, they would feel special and it was just us and we yeah. would bond. And um, yeah, that was something that, that was re- really helpful in that, in mothering. I mean, yeah, that's really amazing. Really well mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Um, and one of the things that I teach in uh, my parenting course and in coaching is uh, to have one-on-one special time every day for a short amount of time. It's very overwhelming for some moms or for some parents. Um, and I just think it's like prioritizing and, and what we're focusing on, right? And it's just making that time to build that connected relationship. I even recommend to do this with your spouse as well. 10 minutes a day, like just do something with them, have a conversation for 10 minutes with your spouse, because if I'm being honest, there are some days where life is just busy and crazy. And my husband and I don't always get to talk for 10 minutes a day. And you're like, how didn't we like, I mean, we talk to each other, but there's kids in the background. I mean, like kids are in bed. We sit down and actually are looking at each other, having a conversation without being interrupted. And it's something that when you're going through like these early stages, especially you have to be really intentional about. So I love that doing a day. I mean, even if it can't be for a full day, right? Like if it's like three or four hours of a day and you're just taking your child somewhere, like experience and that connection and getting to know them is so very important. Just like any relationship, you have to nurture it. You have to put into it in order to get back from it. Um, Because if we don't, then they are going to grow up and they're going to, gravitate away from us not that they're not going to come home or anything like we are you know mom so they're going to come home and but they're going to be you know grounded in that connection that we have with them that's going to be forever that's you know that's fruit you want to you know that's a a a tree that you want to grow that you want to continue I guess is what I'm trying to say is that you want to nurture and grow Mm -hmm. um So earlier you were talking about how like, you know, your twenties was all about your kids. And as we were talking before, um, we had talked about that you were losing your self identity a little bit through, you know, those early stages. And I just wanted you to speak into that. When did you realize that that was happening, um, in your life and how did you recover from that? So I, I found out when my youngest was going to preschool he's mm-hmm. and I just had a moment, I had a panic attack. I was like, Oh my God, I'm like, no more kids in this house. What am I going to do with myself? And yeah. I was being dramatic. I could have, I was fine, but I think right. that's just me, you know, I'm, I'm overly, 
I don't know. I think a lot. So I, um, I, I was like, I have to figure out what I want to do because I'm not going to stay home and not do anything. So I, I've always, I've always been in the entertainment industry, like doing in, um, events or uh, production and stuff like that. So I started to get back into it a little bit. Um, my husband and I, we own our own production company. So I started to get more hands involved and stuff like that. And then just trial and error. I mean, people like my girlfriends knew that I love to do events and stuff. So I put on a few women's events for Women's History Month. Uh, and then once COVID happened, we couldn't have it anymore. So that stopped. And then I just did a healing journey for myself. Um, yeah. I had to go back and heal my inner child that I didn't even realize needed to be healed because I was yeah. busy taking care of my babies, which is fine. You know, I was yeah. really hard on myself in the beginning. Like, you know, oh my gosh, you're in your thirties. You're not, you have nothing going. And it was like, I had to change that narrative because I did have things going. I, three boys that are beautiful that you know I dedicated my life to and that's okay I think that you know the way society kind of portrays things you have to do things what are you doing what are you doing you have to do more and it's like no I'm in this different phase where I'm like living slow right now and that's okay yeah 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 so I, I learned like you know when he started to go to school I had more time to kind of dedicate to myself and my journey paying attention to triggers that I didn't even know existed because I had time now to, right. to process what was really going on with me what is cat like what doesn't she like you know I was mm-hmm. angry that I let myself get lost but that was just ego and me being hard on myself it's just so many different right. phases of motherhood that one thing that I would say is just to embrace and enjoy every yeah. phase of because it makes us who we are, you know? I mean, I remember when the kids were small, I chose to stay home with them because it didn't make sense for me to raise three kids and have someone else for me. I was like, I'd rather stay home and take care of them myself. Cause I knew my one, I was like, he's a little crazy. I'm gonna keep, I'm the only one that could handle him. So I'm gonna stay home with them, you know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, it was it's such a it's it's quick too like everyone always tell me don't worry your time's gonna come your time's gonna come and I'm like when you're going through it it you're that's not process I'm not that's not registering I mean you know I'm just like yeah my time will come whatever you know and then it was like but you don't even know what you want to do and now I would never have thought that I would have written a children's book or had a short film out called a passage to hope ever that wasn't a dream forever you know Mm-hmm. following I guess I'm in, like following the uh journey I guess and just flowing right now yeah well that's awesome too it's, you know we do put on all those pressures and mom guilt and all those limiting beliefs and it can be so much more simpler if we can tell ourselves a different story and a different narrative like you were saying um and that's something that's kind of been like my theme of the podcast on my Tuesday episodes this year and I didn't do it purposefully I was like well I guess we have a theme of like changing our mindset and like really working on like what we focus on and what we're giving to others and we're growing that in ourselves right and like changing the story that we tell ourselves because we tell ourselves some really terrible stories sometimes (laughs) in the throes of motherhood and we're like we feel guilty about things and 
Um, and we don't need to like our story and our journey is unique and different. So just because you see somebody doing something doesn't mean you have to be doing the same exact thing. We can be content with what we're doing and raising kids is an important job. That is the most important job that we will have. Um, and it does those early years, they go by fast. Like you were saying, like when you're uh, son, your youngest went to preschool, you know, yeah. I mean, for the first four years, they go by pretty fast. So I just pulled my little guy out of daycare so that he could um, be home with me before this baby comes. Um, and I, you know, he's been in, he's been in daycare because I was working full time and, and I got laid off and then we kept him there. Um, I could have pulled him earlier, but we kept him there because it's through the school system. So he was like learning classroom stuff and he was used to it and it was routine, but I've struggled with it. And then I went back to grad school. So I'm like, okay, like he can stay there. There's a purpose. But now I have this like month and a half, six weeks, right? Like it ends, it ends up being seven weeks that I'll have with him while his brother is at school before his other brother comes. And honestly, we've never had that time together, just us, because I was a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. when my old you know when my youngest was born I was in school but I was a stay-at-home mom and I was doing school around their schedule and my mom would help a few days a week but I there was two of them I never had and I had that time with his brother because it was just him and I for yeah, so exactly. long you know yeah. so I'm like I've never had this time with Oliver like I want this time with my little guy to just hang out every day and just get into our own routine before this baby comes because I've never had that with him and it's so important and I work my stuff around his schedule and our schedule with him and that's okay (laughs) right like whatever it is I mean that's just the season too and that's what I've learned right it's a it's a quick season right you know, and to your yeah. point earlier, perspective is everything. So when yeah. you start, and for myself at least, when I start to feel like any kind of negativity or anything like that, I just mm-hmm. add, like switch my mindset. Like, where's yeah. this really, you know? Right. Yeah. Is it me? Someone else? I don't know. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're taking that limiting belief and you're re, uh, this is pregnancy brain at your finest. <laughs> You're flipping it. You're flipping <laughs> the script. That's not the term that I'm looking for, but that's what I'm gonna say. You know. <laughs> so, Kat, before we get going for the day, I'm just gonna ask you one more question, so you can tell moms, um, because there are a lot of moms out there who are really creative, like you, and innovative, and they have a hard time balancing, you know, their own creativity, their careers, and then supporting their children um and then in their creative endeavors not to say that you know yours are in acting and modeling and a band now so it might look different and that's okay and I'm just saying that for the mom who's listening that you know your kids don't have to be doing what cats kids are doing some extracurricular um and you're just supporting them through that or playing an instrument or whatever it is um it looks different for each of us. It's unique and, and each of our each of our lives are different. But how do you balance that? How do you balance your creativity with your your boys' creativity and what they're doing um, on their journey? 
So I dedicated the first 20, um, I mean, 10, 15 years of um, motherhood to them. Yeah. Um, and we had to be okay with that, you know? So, mm -hmm. and then I would find, so it wasn't, it doesn't look like it does now. It looks different at each season, right? So when your kids are younger, I just tried to carve out little times that I could. And yeah. it, I wasn't doing, and there were times that I didn't do it at all. And I just had to be okay with not being creative. And my creativity then was focused on how can I be creative with them? Yeah. So yeah, the birthday parties, how could I, what could I, how could I make this a creative birthday party? What could I do here? So it was different outlets, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, so when they were younger, it was more like about them and their birthday parties or how could I make our lives creative? And then as I got older, I had more time to myself and then I was able to be, carve out some time there because, you know, while they're doing schoolwork or they go to bed earlier because they have school the next day, um, wow. I believe discipline right time um once they go to bed then allotting time for creativity or for reading or and obviously some days are better than others because not only are we trying to be creative and give ourselves time but then we have to clean the house and get them ready for the next day right. and make sure homework is done so it's like an ongoing balancing act for and sure. I, I feel like you just got to give yourself grace know what you want Give, you know, right. know the goals that you want, the creativity that you want to get, whatever, whatever that you want to learn and make yeah. part of time. And if it doesn't happen, I've also, something that I've had to learn was just because it's not right now, it doesn't right. mean nothing. It's just Absolutely. not the time now. So right. down and then keep it in, in a notebook. And then when the kids are older, you'll have a whole list of things that you could do. I never wrote a notebook. I wish I did. Cause when he turned four, I panicked, <laughs> but now like, you know, you know, you'll have the notebook that you can always go back to. I think um, yeah. that was one thing. I think investing the time and being present, I think being present too, being present mm -hmm. when they're younger helped now cause they're older. It, it flows easier because mm -hmm. I took the time out to really be present with them when they were younger and yeah. not about it. It was hard, but you know, try to be easy on yourself. Motherhood yeah. is hard. It is. It is. It's hard. It's hard at each stage. Everybody's it always is. like, this year is the hardest. This year is the hardest. This year is the hardest. And I'm like, listen, each developmental stage you go through has challenges. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm not. I don't know what that was. Sorry. Oh, I don't know what that was either. Um, that's okay. It was just a little person that came in and wanted to say hi to us or I something. <laughs> Channeling it on our talk. <laughs> I don't know really, but um, yeah, no, I agree because I started my company 2020, okay. August, September, probably. Um, and I just, you know, I like had just done the paperwork and started it and really started doing things with it probably late fall, early winter. And I was like, oh, I'm going to hit the ground running. But I also had to go back to work full time for a short season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also had to, so I was doing, you know, both things and starting a business from the ground up working full time and with little kids and having boundaries with that. Like I had to have boundaries with what I was going to do. Like I do work on my business after the kids go to bed. So there's a short window, right? Like, and like you said, some days I didn't get anything done because of, you know, life happening. And I had to be okay with that. And I've had to be okay 
with this slow process because it's been a slow process but my business is building and it is growing very slowly um because i have boundaries with where i spend my time and making sure that i'm pouring into you know the relationships on the weekends i don't work um and there's people that are like hey can you do something on the weekend i will open up a time like very early like on a Saturday before like our days get started if I have to. Um, but that's not my preference and it's not, I'm not willing to open up any other time. So I'm willing to be like a little bit flexible in that, but not to where it affects my children. Like that's our time, right? There's certain times throughout the day. That's our time. Um, you know, like dinner time, like I'm not going to give that up for, um, to do work on my business. Obviously, sometimes parent teacher conference conflicts with that or whatever. But like, you know, the things that I are in my control that I'm able to um, set those boundaries with and to say, hey, like, this is a slow progression. And yeah, like, of course, I want to do all of these things right now, but I have to be okay that. I can't do them all because what's the sacrifice if I do exactly. and it's my children and time with them and my family. And that's not something that I'm willing to, to give. So I do it when I like, as I can. And again, like you were saying, self-discipline, I'm self-disciplined. My podcast is where a lot of my energy goes, um, these days. And I get to give moms teachings and education and help them on their challenges and and do these uh, these episodes with guest speakers. And I think that that's just so powerful. And there's going to be things that grow from that or continue to grow from that in the future. And, you know, I'm good with what I'm doing right now and it makes me happy, right? So like, and then I have a few coaching clients and that's all good. Like, I don't need... 50 of them right now. I don't know what I would do with them all. Exactly. That's a great point. Are you even ready yeah. to take on what you think you want, you know? Right. Yeah. Great For point. sure. That's a great so, point. Yeah. I think it's important to just be okay with where you are. Um, one thing that came across my mind was um, that it's okay to like put yourself out there and not be sure. an expert. Like, you know how yeah. sometimes moms might feel like they need to be an expert at something before they can do something like don't allow that fear to stop you either right yeah it's okay to kind of start slowly until you're ready to go you don't have to so you could feed yourself a little bit right and get accustomed slowly sometimes you know that's not something I know for me it was a little hard for me I was a little stuck because I was afraid like oh I don't know if I'm qualified or I don't know I don't really know everything and then I just didn't do anything and then I I look back and I'm like no, it's okay to, to go slowly, you know? Yeah, so that was absolutely. Share, yeah. More limiting beliefs, right? That'd be exactly. I'm so glad um, that at bay. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, yeah, I mean, you only have to really be like one step ahead, right? Like you don't have to know all the things. So um, if you're teaching something or, you, or you're trying to share something, you just have to be one step ahead, really. You don't have to have all the answers. Um, And you know what? You can find the answer too. So there are things I have written down every podcast episode that I am going to air for on my Tuesdays, um, on my Tuesday episodes that I teach. 
And I don't have all of, I mean, I have some knowledge in some of the things, right? Like an expertise, I'm educated and, but there's some things that I wrote down that I'm like, this is interesting. And I want to learn more about this to teach this. And I don't know those things yet, but I'm going to go research them and I'm going to learn them and then I'm going to teach them. But I already have that plan, right? Like it doesn't no, matter that I don't. Yeah. Like love that perspective. Yeah. These are things I feel like moms want to know and need to know. And maybe I don't have that information to help mom, not necessarily in parenting, but to help mom. Cause that's my heart. Right. Um, but this is what's going to help her. And I'm going to learn about that yeah. and create an episode to give her that information based upon that knowledge that I've learned, even though maybe I don't know it right now. <laughs> right. Or like, I don't know, like the deep, um, intellect behind it. I have to still do that research. So, and that's okay. Like you don't have to be the expert at everything. Yeah. It's impossible to be the expert at everything, especially For sure. when we're raising three children alongside, I know. Them, having a <laughs> you know, it's a lot. So I, I love that. I love your approach. I think that's awesome because that's how you, and consistency is key. That's another thing, right? So just be consistent yeah. in the small things. And the small sure. steps you take yeah. every day, as the more consistent you are, the bigger the steps will be. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Well, Kat, it's been such a joy to have you here. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Um, yeah, so if you would like to learn more about Kat Mamas who are listening, you can visit her website at www.thecatmosphere, I love that, .com. Um, and Kat, can you tell the listeners really quick before we go what they can find there on your website? Sure. You can see the short film, A Passage to Hope, that I did on there and the book that I just wrote, which I'm really excited cool. about. Yes, that is awesome. So make sure that you go and check out that short film and you go ahead and get yourself a copy of Kat's book and support her um, and learn more about these women who have fought in World War II. That is amazing. Um, and just the inspiration of that book. I'm just so excited to read that. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. And the um, for those who are listening, as always, the Cat's uh, website will be posted in the description of the episode. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a minute. Um, <laughs> I was like, what am I saying? So the description of the episode will be there in, um, or the website will be there in the description of the episode. So you can just go ahead and click on it and it will, will bring you right to her website. So, um, Kat, thank you again. Thank you. I feel like this was yeah. short. I'd to talk to you again soon. Yes. I hope we can chat again soon and, and keep in touch. I love that. One of the things that I love about doing these episodes is that, um, I build friendships with people and we get to stay in touch in these connections. And that's what life is all about, right? Is, is those connections. So sure. I'm excited <laughs> to chat soon. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks Kat. And thank you all for listening. I hope you take care and God bless until next time. Bye.